You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just Tip Off, the NBA podcast that officially has made less career three-pointers than Ben Simmons. Hey, man, it had to happen sometime. I'm... It only took him three years. <laughs> we had a good run. Right. <laughs> One for 17. Four if you count his real rookie season. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> that's the new. That's the new sit. Instead of go, that's the new sit out role. One instead of going and playing out of college, just go into the draft, sit out for a year, so and make uh, money. <laughs> the last four number one picks in the NBA draft have made a combined thirteen career three pointers. Aiton, oh. oh. Simmons, Aiton, Simmons, Fulton, Zion. <laughs> So Zion's at zero right now, obviously. Yeah. So Aiton's maybe made one. He, he's, he's, no, made, he's made like, probably a couple. Yeah, he shot him at Arizona. I think he's made like three. Or four. But then you're relying on right. Full, full yeah. They. I, I don't know the breakdown, but I saw that earlier today that the last four number one draft picks have made a combined thirteen career three pointers. Mm. Uh, it's not good. Well, that's saying you should have drafted Luca. Phoenix, but right. uh, he was turn- he's foreign. That's still a little bit untested. Uh, People so are a little worried about that. That's, that. A, that's actually a huge part of uh, were the Kings. It's actually a huge part of Phoenix Twitter that like a lot of passionate Phoenix fans whenever talks anyone talks about how good Luca's doing gets super butthurt and they're like, well, DeAndre Ayton, I still think we made the right choice. Well, yeah, it's like, no. you got it. We got to tell you let's something. Look, that, let, let, you? Let's look at it. You've got Perfect. one guy suspended, one guy's injured. One guy's putting up 40-point triple-doubles. I think the Hawks are probably okay. Trey Young's been, right. been good. They also so, got a pick out of it. They also so got a pick they, out of they it. So I don't think... What the guys, guys, that pick turned into Camp Reddish, who it's very early. I don't want to make, the, uh, make any assumptions, but thus far has been sopping wet dog shit. <laughs> he was actually... <laughs> he, was, really feel. he was good last night. He okay. went he went 6-8 for eight and made 3 of 3 from 3. He okay. was actually... Yeah, actually right. looked like a basketball player last cool. night. <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> uh, but yes, he, he has struggled. So but if he turns year. into a second coming Clay Thompson, then it's a great. I game. also think that um, Trey Young, Young, I think Luca's probably a better player than Trey Young. If I was the old team around, I'd probably pick Luca. But Trey Young makes a very interesting matchup. Like, it's very hard to make a game. Uh, it, you can build a team around Trey Young that's very hard to make a game plan for. Right? Kind of like Curious. Right. Because when you have a guy who's can. Do you see how deep he's shooting threes nowadays? He just pulls up. That, right? He's, he that, he's a great assister. He's right. kind of learning to drive the, the, with the, the size. The amount of space that he can generate on the floor. Luca. I mean, if you were to put Trey Young and Luca on the same floor, that'd be absolutely ridiculous. Because Luca's the type of guy who's who is going to take that space and turn great things. And Trey Young's coming into his own on that. If anything, I, I'm going to call their offense. I don't want to quite call it a wash, but close to close to it. Luca isn't five eleven or six one or how tall Trey Young is, and so you can use him on defense. Yeah, yeah. I, it's Luca can play a little more positionless basketball. Right. I think the issue if you had both of them on the same team is again there's only one ball, and Luca does kind of play the point guard role mm-hmm. in uh, in Dallas. So uh, unless he's willing to move off ball, because Trey Young is too small to be a shooting guard. I tell you what, I've been a little bit disappointed in Porzingis so far this year. I know there's a lot. Yeah, of he's uh, he, he hasn't been great posting up. Mm-hmm. 
this year at all. And it, I mean, Garrett, he hasn't played in a while, and he could just be feeling out the game again and getting he knows used it. to Luca. But they're Dallas, they're still in, they're still right in the thick of it all. So they're staying afloat, and who knows, maybe he finds it. But yeah, I agree. Luca's been not Luca. Porzingis has definitely been a shell of what he was. I've heard multiple basketball minds who've been around um, Kristaps Porzingis say essentially the same thing, which is. Kristaps forgets how tall he is. Yeah. Like, he tries to put, like, he, if he were to just learn to shoot over people, like he would be Marcus, so much when they better. played the Celtics, Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart bodied him up and did Marcus really Smart well. well. And he even said, uh, I think he even acknowledged it after the season. He's like, yeah. yeah, I need to, it's something I thought I'd worked on the offseason, but I need to work on when someone shorter than me is guarding me. I need to use my height advantage to score. Hmm. And apparently he there's did. no reason that Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart should be able to stop the Kristaps matchup against Kristaps. Uh, no, because you should be able to turn around right. and shoot. Give him a little dirt leg, get some separation. And that's you don't even thing. need that much when you're seven three. But even at Marcus Smart jumping, you probably just have to get a couple inches off the ground, and you're already gonna be shooting over him. Right. That's one thing I think Dirk would have been really helpful for. If I know if he could have stayed on maybe as a player coach or just a coach or something, I think he would have really been able to help Porzingis transition into that role. Um, just because he's able to use his height and was even able to put it over even bigger defenders than Dirk in his day. So hopefully yeah. they can come in and maybe teach well, him Dirk how to Dirk Shaw was also like the biggest rainbow in the game. I also think Dirk's really likes uh, retirement, so I'm really happy for him. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I mean, the NBA forced him out. So, oh yeah, Dwayne Wade and Dirk, the two people retiring. Well, Dwayne Wade said he's retiring. Dirk hasn't said anything. <laughs> I guess I'm retiring. <laughs> But, Here's your sevens package. Yeah. Uh, did you see the one thing about um, he came back to the, he was in Germany for a while. And he came back to the airport. And there's paparazzi everywhere, and he's like, "Oh wow, I guess Dallas still loves me." It turns out it was just the day that the Ezekiel uh, lockout ended. Ezekiel <laughs> <laughs> was getting back from Mexico. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, guys, that kind of brings me to a question: What's been, I think. The biggest surprise for you since our last cast, good or bad? The biggest surprise. Is this the second cast of the season? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Celtics. The Celtics. Yeah, they're solid. Right. I, they're here's deep. The thing is, I thought deep. I thought Kemba for Kyrie was going to be a wash, maybe even in favor of uh, Kemba, because mm-hmm. even though I think Kyrie's a little bit more talented, I better think team ball yeah. chemistry. Um, it's it's Daniel Tice's filling in the role of uh, Al Horford. That has been really surprising, and well, it's not worth much now. But for a while there, I was also really excited to see old Gordon Hayward back. That was nice for a yeah. minute. You remember, guys, for like that one week, he was right. just yeah. starting to look like. I, I still think the, the one hole that the Celtics could try to upgrade in is the center position. Obviously, Tice playing with Robert Williams. The small minutes he's getting, the second-year player out of Texas A&M is playing well. He's, he's playing Panthers going to give you decent offensive minutes. The de- offensive, the defense is a little question mark. But I think that's like the one position that they could possibly also, upgrade also, at also, if they wanted to. But when you've got four guys all averaging double figures. Uh, correct me if we've touched about this before, but when you think about the playoff picture, there's a very good chance that Boston's going to have to go through Toronto, and Ennis Cantor can't leave the United States, so he could not, he cannot play any home games in Toronto. Why can't he leave the? Um, he uh, he won't leave the United States because he is wanted in uh, Turkey. Oh, that's right. 
So he can't even go to Canada? Yeah, so I was like, what? Well, yeah, uh, he, he, he's, he's worried because Canada hasn't granted him asylum the same way oh, the United States has. Mm. Okay. So even though he's a United States citizen, Canada, Canada, he's worried that either A, Canada won't give him the security concerns that he believes and Turkey might take into their own hands, or B, I, I mean, like, come on, it's Canada. They're not going to. But nowhere on paper did Canada write that they won't extradite him to Turkey. Yeah. But also, I don't think the Celtics are going to be missing him too much. He's only averaging, like, seven points and five rebounds a right. game. Yeah. This, this, this is something, but that's, that to me is why... He's only putting in, like, 15 minutes a game. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure if I know that, they know that, which means they he know they can't build a team around him at the center. And so they're trying to get Tice and uh, Williams to... What if they made a trade for, say, Miles Turner or DeMonte Sabonis from Indiana? Uh, yeah. I, th- uh, I think, so unfortunately, yeah. I think it would have to take maybe, like, Jalen Brown. Oh, they'd have to give up one of their big pieces. But... Oh, I, I would not give up Jalen Brown for... Um, you just paid him a bunch of money. I don't know if Indiana also, would take he's that. He's also having the best year. He's playing... He, I think Jalen Brown is the single most important piece in their change from last year this year. Because, I mean, Kemba is doing the most, but I already am saying Kemba's a wash from Kyrie, right? Yeah. When you look at the difference from last year to this year, I think Jalen Brown's improvement is the single most important thing. He's been able to take advantage of uh, Kemba Walker coming in, mm-hmm. and his, he's been able to drive. But what he's also been able to do is pass the ball a lot better than Kyrie had, I think. Yeah. And so he's been able to take advantage of those opportunities. He's also a, a very good defender. Um, he's also been shooting a lot better than he ever has in his career. Correct. Um, See, I very, very technical in his movements. Yeah. He and Jason Tatum both have just been very on point. It's a good coaching system. Yeah. Sabonis right now is averaging almost 19 and 14, though, in right. the season. I, like, so here's the thing. Is you I, could do it. I, I think I about the team that he's on right now. And look at where they're at. They are... Uh, is it? Six I think if you're six. Indiana, you only give them Turner, so you keep Sabonis as your guy. But Turner's a better defensive player, and I think that fits Pacers' identity more. But... I, I could see I could see that, but I do think like the Celtics want to compete. If they if they're thinking, you know, like right now, yeah, I think they, they have to find a way to upgrade at the center position if, okay, if they want to compete for the championship this year. What about this? They uh the Pacers, unfortunately they're so small and they're gonna have to go through either Toronto, Philly, or Milwaukee. All three are much bigger than they are. Pacers take this season as a, a rebuilding year, a year to kind of let Victor Oladipo come back, get his legs like fully under him. Don't expect to go super far in the playoffs, but you know, make it, make give, give the fans a, a good show. Trade Miles Turner to the Celtics and just clean them out for as much as they can get. But I, I, I don't, I don't because Celtics have because a lot of draft picks. Goga Batanzi or Batazzi, has actually been looking pretty damn good as a rookie. And I understand you're trading a lot. One of your your longest tenured player in Indiana mm-hmm. right now with Miles Turner to the Celtics for an unknown. Well, and Biazzi does a lot more of what Turner does than what Sabonis does. Which is why I say right. trade away. Right. Turner. I, I, th- I think that the Pacers front office is more invested in um, – Turner, they gave him an extension. They did not give Sabonis an extension. Yeah, I I think they know that you can only keep one of the offseason. I think you keep one this season. I think we all most people know one's going to be gone at the trade deadline. And when they extended Turner, I think that was basically them saying, "Yep, 
Interesting. I think that's and a I bad think move. is better because listen, Turner is a fantastic defensive center. He can stretch the floor. Um, the one thing so that I'd say it's a wash on rebounding. They're both very good rebounders. The one thing that even though Turner's a better defender, um, I think the big advantage you get from Sabonis is he can create his own shot. Yeah. And yeah, Turner can. cannot create his own shot. He's all his field goal percent is also slightly lower than I think it should be. He's a, he's listed as a power forward center, um, so I guess that maybe he takes those. He does take some threes. He does. He is uh, deceivingly well, good at threes. Well, don't don't compare the field goal percentage. Compare the true shooting. It's not he's readily available. at what I'm looking at. Uh, uh, Click on an extra thing. We're, we're we're about we're about to start watching the. Uh, Blazers Bucks games. If anyone's curious, um, and in the pregame, all they're talking about is Carmelo Anthony. Oh, is he back? Carmelo, we're Carmelo getting Anthony. there. Went with what four for fourteen first night. <laughs> uh, true shooting percentage. He let's see here. This season, he's in the so, starting lineup. Yeah, he's, he's that. been starting. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. That that's how utterly screwed they are at the four. Is that called? I was just saying, screw the Pacers and. Screw the pace. All right, yeah, Carmelo's and, back. Um, and Damian Lillard's out with back spasms for, uh-huh. I see, the second straight game. Oh. Gary Trent Jr. in his place. Kind of surprised. I think they started Anthony Simons um, last night, and they're going to play. Um, Blazers trying to get me hit hard. That was one of my surprises. Bad uh, would be the Blazers taking just... A lick to the five and ten. They I, and the I, they and the I Spurs. Saw, I saw this one. I mean, you, you, you look at look at what the Blazers did. Like all those role players who, yeah, they you know no, no one was flashy, but they'd been on the team for a while. They had good chemistry. Amino, Harkless, Turner, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. They had got what they got. Bazemore. They re-signed Hood and they got Whiteside. They're still. I think they're waiting on Nurkic to come back, but I don't think Nurkic coming back is going to make enough of the problem. difference. Guys, they are bad on the defensive end. Right. That's they. They basically said. What's defense, guys? But yeah, they signed Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, they need to make a change. They need to improve their defense, signs Carmelo Anthony. Well, I mean, maybe not. I mean, this, <laughs> this is a team who, based on last year, you would think, okay, they've got a shot now with their out being like a possible definitive team. You think maybe they make a move for Kevin Love or Danielle Gallinari or someone at the four who's, right. sorry, Melo, productive. Ooh, turnover by Melo. Oh, he I- had six. Seven turn oh no five turnovers. As, as as a Cavs fan, I would trade Kevin Love for um Zach Collins and a pick in a heartbeat, even if Zach Collins is injured. But like, can we get Do more? You, uh, I, I, it has to be a first round pick. But I know, I, I know, I've you're been, not getting more than that for Kevin Love. He's our star player, so I feel like we should be able to leverage that in some way. See, all, plus all the Cavs have come out and said that they have no plans yeah, to trade Kevin. Right. All of the Blazers. Like young, talented pieces are majority at the guard position, and you don't you're not necessarily looking for that with the Cavs right now because you've got Garland, you've got Sexton, like we've got young guards already. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Collins because he's injured. Maybe they've been willing to give them, but right. give him up. But I know the Blazers also liked Collins, so I don't know if they're Collins. willing to give him up. Let's go look at you know. Let's say they want to trip the Thunder and they want to go get Gallinari. Well, Anthony Simons is probably their best young prospect at the guard at the guard position, but you know, the Thunder now have Shea Gilles Alexander, so it's not like they really need 
the guards. Was also, the guard. if they're going to make that trade, it's more like the Blazers are in a, a win now position, which I they made it. They signed an extension on um, CJ. You they signed an extension after, on Lillard. after last season, though. You would think they're in a win now mode. They would like to be. Yeah, they obviously were, they're not. If they're if this season ends up to be more competitive than showing right now, I could see the trade yeah. happening. If their record was flipped, if they weren't five and ten and they were ten and five, then I think we would be seeing. Right. Then make one of those moves. But right now, Kevin Love, as much as I love him, he's 32 years old. 31. 31 years old. Yeah. He's he's no spring chicken, as they say. No. So if you're going to... But look at, look, at, look at his production. He's got... Doing great. He's got, doing great. I think he's got to the end of his contract. Yeah. To be... I, I, don't, I don't think at the end of his contract you give him another big one. But I think he will be worth his contract to the end. I hope so. I want him to stay healthy and right. try to just... Ride it out, but he's been he's been doing really well. He's been double doubling like a like a madman. Um, but I think if he's going to go to a team, it's going to be one who's more in that uh, nine to five range. Uh, let's see here: the Mavericks, no, the Jazz, maybe the Jazz, mm-hmm. maybe um, the let's see here in the East. I think the Magic, no, the Hornets. Oh God, I hope it's not the Hornets. Legitimately, I think like coming into the season, Portland was the was the spot you're looking at because they they've got the two guards. And I've heard rumor, I've heard like, okay, what if you trade McCollum? Like, it clearly like the two guard doesn't two guard system doesn't work. You got to figure something else out. They've been saying trade McCollum for the longest time. Hell, I can see if the, the Hawks have to improve for this to make sense. To be making a playoff push, but you could go to the Hawks. What'd you give up? Um, give up a couple of their younger guys. Cam as a Cam Reddish. I you know I think that I, I, the Cam only two, the, <laughs> the only two like if they did that trade, the only two that are off the table I think are Collins and Trey. Yeah, they wouldn't want to that part with them. DeAndre Hunter would probably be a stretch. I, would, or I bet you they would do Collins for McCollum straight up. Oh, you, oh, so you're talking, talking Blazers to Hawks now? That's not what we were Well, he, we were saying Kevin Buck. I was saying oh, Kevin Buck. Yeah, okay, okay, I, I thought you were saying still trade McCollum. Um, for Love, it's tough because that's a big contract. It's a big contract, number one. Number well, two, got you got to think about the situation that that team is in. And if they are going to shell that money out, they have to have one, enough cap space. Two, a legitimate shot at a title. And three, the other pieces that they can give away to get Kevin Buck. The problem, the problem is the Cleveland is very deep at young guards. Yeah. So they really have also... And, and, and that's the same thing with the Portland. Portland's so assets picks. are at the guards. So it would have to be picks. Picks and Reddish. You want Reddish? No, I'm saying if you're going to get might as well get them. Like, right. you never I mean, know. It's going to have to be picks and salary, Nigel. We're going to take on some bad money. Which I, so I would say Reddish so is bad money. Well, yeah, but we're getting Alex. But Reddish doesn't make up uh, Love's entire contract. We're getting Alex Len. <laughs> yeah, that's, I was about to say. We I already, say it. Like, we don't we already have our Alex Len. His name is Ante Zichich. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah, but they've got to free up the cap space to take on Kevin Love. So they got to give away Alex Len. they got to give away. It's not happening. We've, we've, we've literally just talked ourselves into a circle. It's oh, not no, no. What about um, they just traded the Grizzlies for. What's his face? Who hasn't played in three years, but is making like twenty-something million? Iggy? No, no, no. Uh, who? Who is he on the Grizzlies right now? No, he's on the Hawks. He was on the Grizzlies last year, but he's not really on any team. He hasn't played since twenty sixteen. But he's making so much money. Chandler Parsons. 
No way. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Parsons still making money? Yeah. Good for yeah. him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Contract. <laughs> yeah, so, they, yeah, they traded him this offseason. So, yeah, yeah we, we would be getting Alex Len, Chandler from Parsons, Cam Reddish. Okay, and what the cat, what the, what oh, the Hawks did, the Hawks did, what they did is said, sure, we'll take that bad salary. Screw it. We'll take picks and your garbage. That's I, I think that's totally no, that, 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 that's advantage Hawks right they, there. They, I, they, I don't they, like that. They did not get picks for Chandler, uh, Chandler Parsons. They just they, took his bad money. No, they gave up two players of equal salary. That's right. And so it helped the Grizzlies because it's easy because they can easily dump one of those players, maybe not both of them, so it frees up some of them. Yeah. And then it helps the Hawk, Hawks because it freed up a roster spot, and they were trying to get a roster spot to sign. I forget who. Vince Carter. Vince Carter. <laughs> no, because Vince Carter already had a roster spot. It was someone that they – oh, it was that dude they got from the Pelicans. Else, who, who it, was, it was part of the um, DeAndre Hunter trade. They are also took on like some nobody. Okay. Well, regardless, I don't think it's gonna happen. If there is that, my if it does happen, I just it not this year, not this year. Let somebody else come around. Let his money go down a little bit. That opens up the options. Also, the Cavs aren't doing the worst right now. They're third from the bottom, which is kind of where we projected them, four and ten. But, you know, they win two games. They're competitive. And they're already up to possibly number seven seed. So they it's, win the, I mean, Thompson shoots threes now. Right? Hey, he's got uh, – you they, see him start doing these spin moves, spin right. move. And they don't they don't blow that 76ers game. they got to win over the Sixers. Here's a fun fact about the Cavs. The Cavs have, I believe, it's either the slowest or the second slowest pace of play in the league. They're averaging 92 possessions per game at an average time of possession of over 15 seconds. It's kind of surprising. With it. our, it's kind of surprising with our quick guards, right? And Kevin Love's ability to it's, just it, outlet it, pass. It's a really interesting strategy of Beeline's. I don't hate it until we can get. I, I think know, it'll yeah. work if we get a good defense. Yeah, if, yeah. I, maybe that's what Beeline's trying to do. Where you know, offense for Bron to be able to keep up. Let's slow the game down, limit the possessions that we have, which will in turn limit the possessions that if we're holding the ball under the ball longer, you know, it's time to limit the other team's positions too. Might as well try to keep a high-scoring team with less chances to score. Exactly. And, you know, part of that is taking care of the basketball. Yeah, Mello. And yeah, Mello. That's three. Mello with a three. More importantly, Rodney Hood with the assist. <laughs> and got Garland and six and have been doing a really good job of taking care of the basketball. So we're not turning the ball over, at least from the guard perspective lately. So... Yeah, exactly. Sexton, I, I, Sexton's but, really coming in too. He's making some good moves. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah, plays, Kat, I, I, I don't think we're going to see Kevin Love traded at this point. I think the window for that is past. I yeah. don't think so. I, I can see Kevin Love with the trade deadline. I just don't know the hill. You've been saying that since last season, man. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. Um, any? Let's see here. Spurs. The Spurs. Yeah, let's talk Good. about the Spurs. Get rid of Demar Derozan. They're on a seven-game losing streak right now. You, you, got, you guys ready for? Uh, if we're gonna talk about the Spurs, I was saving this for a worth mentioning. They're one and Brandon nine. Of the last has 10. more career wins above replacement than uh, Demar Derozan. Wait, 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 wait. Say again now. Brandon Jennings career win above replacement. So win of, what is that? So win above replacement is uh, calculate. It's a very convoluted uh, formula, but basically, it's. Uh, how many how many additional teams your win would have, your how many additional wins your team would have by having you at that position rather than the average NBA player on that at that position? And Brandon Jennings 
Brandon Jennings has a more, uh, higher wind above replacement than um, higher career wind above replacement than DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan's stats are such that um, uh, it's happened a lot since he's gone to the Spurs too. That is, he has negative wind above replacement pretty much for the last three years. I'm, so basically, take him off the team and the team improves. Okay, so just like a negative plus minus. No. So uh, then how so, can you even so make, like, a, how, so a, a some convoluted a, a, algorithm, that a, doesn't a, make sense a, to me. So it, it, adjust, it adjusts for ability, it basically adjusts for the ability of the team around you, so you can be a good player on a bad team, have a positive wins above replacement, and uh, have a negative plus minus. Okay. One thing interesting that I've heard about this, so they've, their defense is atrocious, and that's never been DeMar DeRozan's calling card, but you've got DeJounte Murray and Derek White, who are both good defensive players. The issue is that they never see the court at the same time because one of them's always playing with DeMar DeRozan. I heard this on um, another podcast. DeJounte Murray and Derek White have only played seven minutes combined together this season, and they're arguably their two best defensive players, and they're not playing them together. They're playing DeMar. Obviously, DeMar doesn't shoot threes, and that's been an issue with this career as a whole and Aldridge has seen a little bit of regression and it's not like this team's getting blown out of games either they've been playing some close games guys guess what his field goal percentage is three point percentage is this season zero zero hasn't made one how many has he attempted let's see three points attempted give me show me zero show me zero point three so point three per game point three per game okay so, I mean, you, so he's at, he's taken it three every three games and has not made it. Yeah. And we're how many games in the season? 12? 15. So he's taken four threes. We're, we're about over 15 in. Because they're five and ten. So he's taken five. He's yeah. over five on three yeah. I mean, look, look at their last games. Wizards lost by six. Mavericks lost by seven. Blazers lost by five. Magic lost by two. Grizzlies lost by four. Like, they're losing some cocks lost by eight. So here's one. They're losing some close games. Yeah, but none of the teams you just listed are great teams. Yeah. When they play a great team, they get blown out. Yeah, but um, but, but so you've got to – but this way, there's only – there's less great teams in the league than there are bad. You've got to you've got to beat the shit teams. You can go – oh, you can that's go. That's what the Spurs have always done is win the games you're supposed to. Yeah, that's been – this is also the first time, as well as one of my worth mentioning, that they've, met, that they've lost seven games in a row – since 1996. Yep. They haven't been this bad since pre-Tim Duncan. That, so, they, and, and that season that they had before they got Tim Duncan was that season. And then they drafted Tim Duncan. So the Spur, the Magic have expressed interest in DeMar DeRozan in a trade. Um, what would you think of uh, Marcus Aldridge, Mo Bamba, uh, backcourt? <laughs> um, wait, wait, so the Magic won? DeRozan. DeRozan. So, but they're willing to give up Bamba. They've not, they've not, they've not named a price. Okay. But when you think about it, they got this great asset in Bamba that they basically Don't paid Vucevic and said, "Fuck it." <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to get DeRozan to round out that Markel Fultz. I, yeah, I think that turns out. Right. Right. I think you'd have to give up maybe some picks. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think because DeRozan's well, still may, maybe a second. I can do. Mm-hmm. I can see Bamba in a second. DeRozan still. Easily top 100 player in the league. Well, Bamba might be 
He's probably not done. No. If Wade gets... I'm sorry. If Bama, if Bama gets full playing time, you could argue he might be done. Maybe. Yeah. He's not been playing that many minutes. Maybe. Right. But, like... It, and, listen. You pl- you pay a premium for youth. Right? Yeah. And DeRozan's, DeMar, like, DeRozan's, DeMar I think, DeMar 31. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's well in the back. He's 31. Aldridge is 34. Right. Oh, God. So they're looking. I mean, maybe they move off Aldridge. Maybe Aldridge goes back to Portland. There you go. Hey, Trade hey, Aldridge hey. back to Portland. Maybe the back. Maybe the real backcourt of the future in San Antonio is Mo Bamba and Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl. is a fantastic off the bench center. Jakob Pertl is what I used to say about Aaron Baines. I'm now saying about Jakob Pertl because because Aaron Baines is now a starting center. But yeah. And Aaron Baines is also the big ring all star this year. Oh my god! This, this, this fucking guy, man. Li- listen, if you he doesn't have the name recognition, he won't get the fan vote. But stats, yeah, he's gonna have one fan vote. It's gonna be you. <laughs> stats alone, Aaron Baines is an all star this year. <laughs> I just yeah okay, man. Um, stats. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move past that. And try Ray to on Four, yeah. 14 points a game, five rebounds. I'm sorry, that's not. Dude, that's this not guy's all-star. the fucking all star. That's not all star. This guy's an all star. I'm sorry. What, 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 what's his plus minus? If Andre Drummond oh. was an alternate, you don't make last the year, He's not an all star, dude. I'm telling you right now, he's an all star. <laughs> no, if if Andre Drummond last year was an alternate in the East. <laughs> Where it's positionless players now. Yep. Aaron Baines isn't making the all-star team in the ain't, West. Ain't no way. Not yet. He'll be there. Now, Booker will definitely be an all-star this year. Though. All right, we've been talking a lot Let's about see. the bottoms of the league. Let's talk well, we talked about the Celtics. We talked about the top. Yeah. All right, Phoenix Suns, here we go. Oh, my God. Now, Phoenix Suns are on a real bad slide right now because Rubio and Baines are both hurt and Aiden's obviously suspended. Real bets. I lost two games in a row. They're they're they're, they're down to the seventh seed in the West right, right. now. Well, um, and it, it's here's the thing: is it's a trend that I don't see turning up until we get players back from injury. And yes, I said we. Okay. Well, I'm gonna start talking about the Sam. Uh, Sam is fully on this bandwagon. Luggage is loaded. He's ready to go. I've, I've got. Like, I've been a Suns fan for a long. For like a whole year now. Yeah, it's, for it's like been a year. Years. It's been a year. <laughs> For like two years now. I'm going to talk about my good surprise, which is the Rockets. And they are 11-4 and four right now. And I'm surprised because we don't have more losses. Because our defense is not great, as you all let me know. Thank you, by the way. Russ has not been shooting well, as you no. all let me know. Neither, make, is Neither is Harden. Neither is Harden. But you're you going to make me burn it worth mentioning right here. Oh, I'll make I'll, I, I make you do. I was. Nothing, I, I said this team. This team. This team. This as I said. This team through twenty games is either going to be something like fifteen and five, or they're going to be four, three or four games below five hundred. There was no middle ground, I, and I still think there's no middle ground for this team. It is. It is. It's boomer bust. It's exactly what it I said at the beginning of the season when I said there's no, the there's no. We're in the boom right now, seat with this and it's team. very exciting because we're winning and it's nice. But there's going to be a low point. And low point is coming. Depth's still an issue. Depth is an issue. We're getting there. You're, pay, we're you're paying a lot of players a lot of money. But 
And obviously injuries Eric Gordon's been hurt, so that, uh, yes. that doesn't help you. Yeah. Russell Westbrook on the season is 18.2% on 2.5 cat, uh, catch-and-shoot threes per game. He is 38.3% effective field goal range in 7.5 pull-up jumpers per game. He all-in-all is shooting 22.7% on three, 27.2% on all jumpers. He has a 49.6 true shooting percentage, translating to 9.989 points per shot, both lowest uh, for his and since 29-2010. And uh, in the half-court offense, when you eliminate transition from him, he's averaging 0.76 points per shot, second lowest among all high-usage players. And I think... Behind who, I wonder? I don't know. Interesting. Well, I, I, I think... I Listen... As much as fun as it is to rag on him, I don't think he's a. I don't. I think he's ultimately a good player. I do not think he fits the uh, mold of a D'Antoni team, and I think right now they're trying to put a round peg in a square hole. Uh, you could say it doesn't work, but kind of is right now. I right now, right now, I understand it. Things no. have to change. Things will change. I, I, for I, better or for worse. But it's just it's working right now. And I th- I had the conversation with Sam earlier today, and was like, hey. You're right. It's not looking good on just individually, but it, until they start losing, I don't see anything changing. Yeah, also, I mean, Harden's it's, it's just, like 38 yeah, points yeah. per game, and I think that's a bigger yeah. factor. Well, I mean, he's he's averaging 38 points per game, but he's not shooting as well as he was last what, season. What, what's a true shooting? I'm not 100 sure what it what it is, but it's 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 three or four percent from three, like just overall, just from three lower than it was last season. Uh, he's also fifty-two point six. He's shooting better than his career. Yeah, that's a that's he's having a career year in all but field goal three point percentage. Yeah, his three point percentage is down. And his field goal percentage forty-two point nine as opposed to forty-four point three. He's averaging thirty-eight point four points. Right. So he's so shooting more. I know. I know. So let's see. No, but his true. But listen, his true shooting, which is points per shot, which is what matters, is at a, is at a high. Yeah. He's, right. He's and riding so, that yeah, high. Maybe he's missing the shots he's missing, but that, that could translate into he's getting fouled more. His player efficiency ratings at thirty. Well, we know he's getting fouled more because he he gets they, he gets fouled on all this stupid bullshit. Free uh, throws attempted. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Free throws attempted. Is is also at a career high at fourteen point two a game. Yeah, it's because anytime he shoots a three, he flails, kicks his legs out, and gets the foul call. Hey, listen, That's why do you think people what? hate watching Rockets basketball? Because it's boring, and everyone hates watching Harden get all these garbage calls. It's slow, it's a slow. It's game. slow ISO ball around Harden who continually puts up. I love it. I hate it. I hate I watching it. Harden. I think it's a garbage brand of basketball. I love it. It's different. It's different. I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good. He's a I'm gifted just... offensive scorer. I'm not going to take that away from him. But it's annoying to watch him just flail around and get all these foul calls. But here's the thing. When that playoffs come around, you don't get those calls. That's why they haven't made it in the past two years. That's why it's not going to work this year. So hopefully they have another game plan, which is why I'm saying something's got to change. That's what, I've been, that's, that's what I've been saying. And then you've got all this like, well, it's working. Well, it's working. No, I said it's working right now, and it's not going to change until they start losing. Which might be good for him right now. I think they should start losing because it's gonna make him realize, okay, well, what what are we doing right now? What are we waiting on? This is he's getting. Listen, I want this team to work. I really do. You guys know this. If if I can, if I know that, like you like you said earlier, if I know that Russell Westbrook is shooting 0.76 points per shot 
in the half court, so do they. Right? Yeah. There's no way that they're looking at that and saying, that number's acceptable, let's keep everything the same. Right. But then they're looking at, well, we did win the game. Well, so... All that matters is winning, right? And also, there's 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 also two approaches you could take to the, I'm going to call it the Russell Westbrook conundrum they're going through right now, right? You can either say, hey, let's increase the efficiency on the shots that Russell Westbrook takes, or B, let's make him shoot less. Let's say, Russell, you shoot in transition only. Transition only, pass, get, honestly, just... But then, forget about scoring. Forget well, about well, scoring. But then, then you run into the conundrum that if you, if they get to the half court offense and you know he's not going to score, why guard him? Because then he will score. Right. It's got to be one of those things. But, where like, hey, but, unless you but, are. But, that's fine. Stick around the rim. <laughs> be, get, assist it, it, and re- hey, my do do my plan every time I go to the Y. Assist and rebounds, guys. Every right. time I'm about to start a game where everyone looks like they're pretty stoked on, it, they're like, let's go, guys. It's about to be. I'm like, guys, guys, guys. I'm getting assists and rebounds. That's all I'm doing. I get the ball. I'm going to pass you the ball. I'm telling you. Got if you Russell guys. would just be the Rajon Rondo of the Rockets, you know, I would you love. Both know he will not do that. I would love to see that. I don't think he would. I think he'd do it for Arden. I don't. You, who the fuck you know him? You don't know him. Okay, and you do? I think I know him better than you. Because you guys hang out? Every Thursday. <laughs> But anyway, that was my good surprise. I'm 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 surprised that it's working right now, but I'm I'm waiting. Tides are coming. Um, injury report. It's been going around. The bugs the bugs going around. We got uh, for a while, pretty much half the Pelicans team uh, and the Kings. They weren't doing much better. They were out. We had Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. Zion Williamson, um, uh, everyone on my roster. JJ Redick was hurt for a bit. Lonzo Ball. Uh, the, we got. the Nets are hurting. Kyrie's out now three games in a row. Then you have. Um, I think Kyrie's up to four almost. It's not great. Not I'm not struggling. Well, uh, right. Devin Booker. He back. He back. Uh, uh, the but the Suns have. Rubio, Baines, both out on injury, and um, eight months suspension. Oh, yeah, by the way, the Warriors. Karis LeVert, the whole one. Half the Warriors roster. They're all air quotes injured. <laughs> um, Steph Curry, yeah. He, they've, got, they've, they've got first pickitis. <laughs> tinkitis. they got tinkitis, man. Tinkitis. <laughs> um, and then we got the – we just – what was it the magic? Vucevic just went down uh, with like two, five to ten game, five to ten days, possibly up to three weeks. That's gonna be tough for them. Um, yeah, Kawhi has that lingering injury that's making him sit out all those. He games. just played his first game with PG though. Right. Yeah. But listen, I don't know what it is about his knee, but he just it really flares up on the second game with double headers. Sometimes both games with double headers. Uh, he he missed like a, sp- a stretch of like three or four games actually. Right. So it makes me think it's a little bit more legitimate. Uh, a little. Uh, makes me think he wants it to look a little bit more legitimate because fines suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, uh, Gordon Hayward. That's that still stings. Um, you guys have anybody else who's just really jumping out? Injury-wise? Yeah. Pau Gasol retired. 
Oh yeah, well, he's he like just waved. He uh, first. He, he, was, he just waved and get into a coaching role. Got like a lingering foot sprain that he doesn't think is gonna go away. Mm-hmm. He's just like, all right, guys. I don't also, he that. went on that long, weird rant about how the game of basketball is no longer beautiful. Um, for those of you, for those of us who, or for those of you who follow us on Twitter, we did talk about this last week. Though we responded with, "Okay, boomer." <laughs> Still funny. But yeah, bugs going around. Who's gonna catch it next? Hopefully nobody. Hopefully it just hopefully no just one on my stops. fantasy team. But that's that's probably not gonna happen. Well, all right. So yeah. I, I saw a tweet. That it's hitting magic right now. Vucevic and Gordon are out for oh, an undisclosed amount of time. Both of them hurt their ankles in Wednesday's, Wednesday's game. I, I saw a tweet the other day that I thought was sort of interesting. It was like the NBA load management bad. Also the NBA. Why are all these players getting injured? <laughs> so so it's, it's shortening the season There's, it can't happen you don't think it can't happen? it can't happen with the amount of teams that they lose well here's, here's my question if they shorten the season would Kawhi Lee play 40 games <laughs> I think he would I think he'd still be up I could see I really don't know what I could see I, I think they everybody would want it to happen but you're right like money money comes down to it they're, if they're going to make less money it's a business. I don't see it happening. Especially they can't. They especially can't afford to do it now that they might lose the China market. Plus, they yeah. would enjoy high turn until they start losing money by not having these high value players play. Well, it's until they start losing happen. substantial money, yeah, because a, money. a couple tickets, you know, a couple like a hundred tickets at a game here or there aren't going to be a big chunk of change. And, for the and listen, I think the players' association and the um, I think the players' association and the league need to come together. They need to reach a mutual agreement that load management's a thing, right? And so I think you should. I think as a player, you should never be allowed to load manage a home game or a uh, nationally televised game. And I think that they should. So hang on, hang on. That's forty-two games because they play 50 yep. 50 split, right? Yep. So forty-two games for uh, away games, right? And then nationally televised games. That depends team to team, right? Uh, and so, if you're a shit team, that's no problem for you. You can just load manage well, all you want. And so this is something that the so that's what the players' association says. Um, that's what the players' association brings forward, and they also get the league to agree that never will never will a team have a double header where they can't load manage one of the two games. So one. So you'll so never one, have a nationally televised away game followed by a home game. Or a nationally televised game followed by a nationally televised game, right. like the like the Clippers had. They went Bucks Blazers back to back nights. Both were on TNT. Right, and so you, I I think if the league agrees that you should never have back to backs where you can't load manage on one of them, then uh, the players' association can say that's fine. We won't load manage on any games that are a home game or a nationally televised game. Because yeah. listen, you owe it to your home fans that if especially like. If, if I'm going to go to Cleveland, I want to watch all the Cleveland players play, right? And I get that. And so if LeBron, if back when LeBron was there, if Le, LeBron went to home manage, or low manage, I'm all for it. Do it in Memphis. <laughs> right? And so you should never be able to load manage a home game. You should never be able to load manage a nationally televised game. Well, the issue with that is, okay, you load uh, yeah, manage in Memphis, but people are going to buy the it people in Memphis are going to buy those tickets to watch LeBron play. I don't think we understand how difficult it is to schedule the whole season. I think I can... Almost guarantee you that the uh, that the season can if you schedule the season uh, if you schedule the season with the intention of knowing that no team can do this 
I can almost guarantee you that you can schedule it such that that's you can you just throw it in the computer how can you guarantee that? How simulator and make it that way yeah I, theoretically let's plug it into the load management 5000 and see what it yeah. spits out if you were to give me a couple hours, I'm sure I could figure it out. Well, that's a big ticket, man. 80, that's about 80, 80 plus games for all 30 teams. I'm not going to spend 88, or sorry, 72 games. 82 games. for 30 teams. Yes. And so you'll never have Hang you'll on. never have Making sure you play two with every opponent, three we're for gonna, we're gonna, conference we're gonna, and four for division. Right. And, and so we're going to back of the envelope calculate this. Mm-hmm. So 82 games for, call it 15 teams, because, you know, yeah. each team has to play it. Computing power is never the issue. That's, we live in 12, that's over 1,200 games that you yeah. need to, to organize. You schedule all those in a couple hours. Within within how many days? It's within... Well, he said a couple hours. I, I, I think I can figure it out in a couple hours. I think I, basically what I think I could do is I could look at the existing schedule, and look at any problematic thing, and swap it with another game to make it fit. Okay, now I got that makes me have so many other questions on how they schedule stuff. Like, do the, what's what's a priority when they schedule their right when they go out and schedule? Right, but l- listen, I think that the players' association and the league need to. Now you get into you know, you know what a big issue that comes up from players are is like you're taking us all over across the map, playing hell with our time schedules, making us play at yeah, all these yeah, different the, times. Yeah, yeah, then you deal with okay, well, what, we're gonna send someone on a road trip. Might as well. All that West Seeds. You're not going to send Knicks to play home at Portland at uh, Orlando. You're going to be going back and forth. Yeah, and back there's and forth, that kind of stuff. Then, then you have to worry about all these TV contracts, how many games they want of each team right. to be played. And, you know, you've got three NBA, TNT, and ESPN all want their national televised games. It's right. it's a pretty big house, man. I do not I, see I, that happening. But listen, listen. Also, even if. Maybe I'll concede that I can't do it by hand, but you're trying to tell me that a computer program cannot be written to do so. I'm not saying it couldn't. I'm saying I don't think there's enough noise right now for it to be done. I don't think they're losing enough money. I don't think they are losing enough money. I don't think there's enough problem for it to be for it to need a solution. What what are we doing right now if not making noise? Oh yeah, we're well, we are you, making all the noise. Well, Sorry, then, then all the have, NBA yeah. execs out there who are listening to this, because we know you are listening to this podcast. Right. Come out and go ahead and or, make a or, schedule. Or, or, our fans, or our fans on Twitter, if it's something you agree with, let us know. I would totally agree. Let's let, retweet it. Well, here's the thing: if you do, if you want to try to make this hashtag load management a thing, bring up a good hashtag. If we're trying to make load manager think, some teams are going to have a lot more opportunities to load manage than other teams because let's be honest, the Lakers are on a lot more national televised games than the Cavs are. That's what I was saying. So There's, the Cavs, the shit teams, you, you aren't going to have to worry about. You this. can load manage to tank. Yeah. If the team is, if the league is against tanking, but say okay, but we'll let you load manage, then you're letting these bottom teams who, yes, are already not going to be great. You're giving them further incentive and ability to tank. Because they have less games, which games. they have to play their 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 best players on. Exactly. I would love to see a shortened season. I would also hate to see a shortened season, but I would love to see a shortened season because I think that would mean less injuries. But I love basketball. I love seeing all these games. I love just turning on a random Tuesday night and there's oh there's three games on. Yeah, right. Fuck yeah, Think about it. Go. football. We gotta wait till so, okay. Well, now you've got Monday and Thursday, but. 
typically, you got to wait until Sunday. Yeah. You've got an NBA game virtually every night of the of the year from the season starts to the season ends. Right. Hell, there's six games on Christmas every year. God bless it. It's the best. So with the exception of, like, the All-Star break, you've got a game almost every night. So, you know, we can't have our cake and eat it, too. So I think there's going to have to be some sacrifices made, whether it be on the fan side or on the player side. Right now, I think it's on the player side with the amount of games they have to play. But I think they're trying to combat that with load management. Like I said before, there's not enough noise to combat any type of change. I think it's just going to be the way it is for right now. We're going to have this argument for who knows how long. But going in out of injury report, we're uh, going into our future cast. This is an opportunity for Nathan, Sam, and I to kind of predict the future, see what we're going to do. Sam's going to do it in his own special way with what is it, Sam? Uh, so I think on this is all, Sam. Sam is going to lose some money segment <laughs> on all podcasts moving forward. Um, we don't publish these quick enough where I can give you picks and you can join me. So I think instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start betting on games on every podcast, and I'm going to try to keep track of how much money I win or lose betting on NBA games. And Mason and I are going to watch this slippery slope happen. <laughs> well, I mean, I got a mortgage to lose, so. Um, real quick, uh, I just. I get a new phone, haven't activated the uh, podcast Twitter yet, so I did it on my personal Twitter, at shide330. Um, if anyone wants to know, just put out my proposition about load management on Twitter. It's out there right now. Um, if you have something that you think, uh, please feel free to comment. Please feel free to like, retweet, however you want to interact with it. I genuinely think that we are on something here. I think that would be a very fair compromise. And do I think the NBA is going to list to us? Not, not without you guys' involvement. That is true, man. It's If if there's change that's going to happen, it's got to be loud. So I, I already placed four bets, but uh, like I said, new phone. Um, so let me get on to... Like since getting the new phone? What? Four bets? No, I already placed new bets, but... Okay. There's Division three women's college basketball on. Give me the under. MyBookie.ag, sponsor us. <laughs> All right, so the podcast bets I placed are, this is for Friday, November 22nd. I have, I took the Boston Celtics on the money line at plus one, this is $5 per bet, right? So Boston Celtics on the money line at plus 160, uh, 76ers. <laughs> Were they blind, the, Boston blind? Good question. Doesn't, I'm, I'm going to need you to cross-reference this because it doesn't talk. Well, you want Boston? So, so, so you're making so you're making so you're making bets without knowing who the other team's no, playing. No, I can Ooh. see who it was when I placed the bet. It's just the bet slip ah. doesn't tell me it. Uh, gotcha. Celtics, Nuggets. Denver. Yep. So I got Celtics. Celtics on the money line to beat Denver at plus one sixty. I got. You're going to have to explain that to some of us non-betters over here. Um, what well, that so, means. Plus, so plus one sixty means if you place a one hundred dollar bet, you win one sixty. So my five dollar bet will win eight dollars. Okay, I placed um, I placed a bet for uh, Philadelphia 76ers to cover the spread at minus seven and a half, which means for me to win, they have to win by at least eight. And they're playing the Spurs. Yep. I, I think that's achievable. I, that's a good I, bet. I placed a bet on the Heat to cover the spread at minus four and a half. That's a no-brainer to play in Chicago. Right. Yeah, and then I so how much would you make? So you put five dollars on that. How much would you make for that? So, so anytime, any, so majority of times when you come in, the spread it's at minus one ten, which means a five dollar bet wins four dollars and fifty five cents. So you're winning less than what you're putting down because it's a favorite bet. Well, so basically, 
the spread is what they consider an even bet. Whether so, they, the reason they point the spread is they're saying it's just as likely as it goes one way of the spread or the other. But they, they can't give you an even bet because the house has to make money somehow. Yeah, so, so, so you put so you, it's minus ten rather than minus. So you put five dollars on that. I put five dollars on it. I'm going to win four fifty five, which means if this hits nine fifty five, is going to rehit my account because the five dollars came out of my account. Okay, so you're gonna. I, I for a second there, I thought like you made that bet, then you're gonna lose fifty cents. No, no, no. <laughs> at, so, at the end so, of the day, I'm like, well, that so when you so when you <laughs> when you win a bet, you always get the principal back plus the winnings. Okay, all right, and that then that's a solid bet because right. I really don't see Chicago beat Miami. And, and then the last one that was Zach Levine, the Atlanta Hawks on the money line plus one ten. Or plus two ten. So Who they play? they're playing Detroit. Detroit. That's 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 your closest. Detroit's that's, that's also your, very that's, that's your closest too. one, I think. <laughs> right, but they gave me plus two ten, which means a five dollar bet wins ten fifty. Yeah. So we're gonna see how well, quickly Sam can go broke. Right. <laughs> hey, listen, I I am net positive on sports gambling, and yes, I did have to qualify sports gambling. I don't know if I want to know what else you gamble I, on. I've been in casino and I lose money. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's casinos, everybody loses money. <laughs> That's why they're still a thing, because people keep losing money. Oh, they're so fun. <laughs> Never been to a casino. Oh, man. What, don't what tell that to this, him. What are you man. doing this weekend? You want to come to Cleveland with me? I'm working. We can go. Ah, oh, I need you, motherfucker. On your job. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, Nathan. What's your 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 fan your future cast here? Uh, you know, I'm just gonna. I don't want to make something like bold. So let's say, what do you think? Like next week, two weeks. I was gonna say at? you could pick a team and play. All right, they're gonna go in this direction, or you could pick some games like Sam did. Oh, here we go. Um, I'm gonna double it down. Magic. They're gonna lose six of their next ten. Six of their next ten. You're gonna be. Wow. You're gonna, you've got Gordon and Vucevic both hurt. That's virtually your team. I think the Orlando Magic are gonna go sub 500. So for the next six of the next ten. So their next ten games: Pacers, Pistons, Cavs, Matt, uh, Raptors, Warriors, Wizards, Suns. Cavs again. I picked a poor ten games to make that bet on. That's, and that's only some, eight. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Other, sorry. Than, other than the other than the Wizards and the Pistons and the Warriors. But then those last two sturdy solid teams. The last two, Bucks Lakers. So right. you have Bucks Lakers and you also have Raptors and you have Celtics in there. And Suns. Don't forget the Suns. And two Cavs. I think we forgot the Suns. <laughs> two Cavs. So, so I don't, I'm saying I'm saying they're gonna go with with these two players out. They're four, gonna, they're, 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 they're gonna go. Su- they're gonna go sub 500 the next ten games. Sub 500 next ten games. So okay. so four and six. So I, I think they're gonna be probably about ten and eighteen. Well no never mind four and six. They're gonna be ten and ten and fourteen probably. I'm at best. I'm gonna go and look at my my rockets here and see what. Uh, this what is the Russ- season I'm hating on the magic. Right? <laughs> That's what <laughs> the season's gonna be about. I'm hating magic on the magic. Hate, magic hate. Rockets are gonna. Oh boy. Oh good golly. Oh, well, for doubling a, down on our team, the Bucks are gonna. They've got the, the next ten. Yeah, the Clippers, which is gonna be a great matchup to watch. The Mavs. That's me fun. Let's see if PG and Kawhi play. Hawks, Spurs, Raptors, Rockets. I or uh, Suns. I'm gonna say that the Rockets are gonna. Mm. That's tough. 
I mean, you end with a little easier stretch going Phoenix, Sacramento, Cleveland, Orlando. Get the Hawks and San Antonio in the middle there. But you got L.A., Dallas, Miami, Toronto. Those aren't... I'm not going to go a full 10-game stretch like you. I think I'm going to keep it a little bit smaller. I'm going to go in the next Come on, six... 10-game stretches only. 10-game stretches only? Ah, man. that's. I think we're going to shoot a cast before that happens, but... Uh, yeah, but then we can check in on the progress. I like that. Okay, okay. No, I, no, no, no. If you want to go five games, go five games. And we'll check in on yours next podcast. Mine will be halfway through. All right, so we're going to go next five games. I think they're going to... I should write these down. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to beat the Clippers. I think they're going to lose to the Mavs because they just spent all that energy on the Clippers. And then I think they're going to revenge revenge beat the Heat. Uh, he are fucking good this year. That's a team we didn't talk about. He are Loki, super good, and Dion Waiters can't handle the doubles. This is true. Oh, well, we still got worth mentioning. But uh, Hawks and the Spurs, I'm going to give those both to the Rockets. I'm going to say in the next five games, they're going to go 4-1. and one. I think they're only going to drop one. I think it's going to be to the Mavericks or the Clippers, but I think 4-1. and one. That's what I'm going with. All right. So you're saying four and one over the next so next five. Yeah. Don't let me down, Russ. Don't let me down. It's four and one over the next five, and they are currently sitting at eleven and four. Yeah, they just lost to the Nugs, ninety-five to one hundred five. But then they and Orlando is six and eight, and they are my pick to stink it up. Well, here's Stinkers. the thing: they've been beating the teams they should beat. They've been they beat but the yeah, Grizzlies. If, if they you beat, beat the you Warriors. Beat the teams you should beat. They beat the can, Bulls. You can get. They beat the Pelicans. If you beat the teams you should beat. You can easily go five hundred. Hell, they beat the Clippers. They already beat the Clippers once. Can they do it again with Paul George and Kawhi? We'll see if they both play. Hey, uh, so. Mason, I have a, I have a question. Injury, we forgot about Chris Middleton. As we're watching the Bucks game, really totally right. forgot about Chris really Middleton. Yeah, injured. it is. I have a question for you. Oh, boy. Russell Westbrook, if Jerry's still out of whether or not he's going to be good in the Rockets, it's too early or not. Okay. But if we were to, he's a player who is not going to be a good fit on all teams. Do you agree? Not going to be a good player who fits on all teams as in, like... So some teams he won't be a good fit. I mean, clearly, if he doesn't fit on the Rockets, that would... Right. Yeah. What would you think about him on the Wizards? They need a point guard. They need a point guard, and they're also a fast team who plays in mostly transition. And also, they sort of said, fuck defense. And who does that sound like? Duh, it's in the ring of bell. Nobody... <laughs> but, like, can you imagine a Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook? It's basically, basically, you're just saying, like, what if Russell Westbrook took John Wall's spot because they play very similar games, but... Yeah, I think John Wall, he's been having a hell of a year, too, um, just because he's had to. It's been like the Russell Westbrook 27-26. John Wall's been having a hell of a year? That's what I said, man. He's a John Wall. That's why I was confused. It's like, John Wall's been having Dude, having a great year. (laughs) Having a great year. Yeah, he's making $45 million watching the game from his couch. What a great year. (laughs) (laughs) Bradley Beal, 30 points per game. Uh, He's having the Russell Westbrook 2016-17 season, or 2017 season. Um, but I I could see it I could I, I, I can fucking see it I can see the Wizards working really well for him 
Yeah, I, I can see the Wizards working well for a lot of people because I think they have a lot of nice right. East players. What, what about the Kings? Could you see Russell Westbrook fitting well in the Kings? Well, it's basically well, just an upgrade. Yeah. Uh, all right. Which, he's hurt right now, so. What else would Russell Westbrook fit well? Dude, dude, the Thunder, man. What happened about, what about the Thunder? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he fit the Thunder incredibly well. Yeah, they've actually been... Like, like I, I, I don't think he's a better player. I mean, not that, not that his stats didn't reflect this because he did get crazy stats on the Thunder, but I think there are teams that could win more with Russell Westbrook than the Thunder did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I would almost um, even say that the... No, that probably wouldn't be... It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, you you want to put it with a, a, a fast-paced team, right. but I think that if you try... I think he's a player who you pretty much have to use him. I don't want to say have to, but he's, but he's a player you got to put him in transition as much as possible. Aren't the Rockets a fast-paced team? Um, they are actually one of the, on paper one of the slowest teams. It's because they, they play so... They play so James Harden plays in the half-court right. so much. Okay. Well, that's fair. But yeah, well, that was the, the question was that do you think you'd be better on other teams? Yeah, maybe better. I was like, you know, the Wizards would be a really good pick for him. I was wondering what you think as a fan. As a, hey, man, I'm a fan of the Rockets right now because that's where Russell Westbrook's at. So right. you, I'd be repping me a Washington Wizards jersey with right. Russell Westbrook's I, I, I was going to say, at this, at this point, you were just a Russell Westbrook fan. You, Be- Beal is also a player kind of like Clay Thompson where he'll right. fit on any team with he's anybody. He's a great so. player, man. He is a great player. And that's, and, what, that's and, what good and, shooting guards are. They're players so who can really fit with anybody on any team. You know who else fits on 30 teams and no one talked about? Danny Green. Danny fucking Green, man. Danny Green fits on 30 teams. Epitome in the NBA. of the D3. All right. those future ballers there's, out there. There's not a single team on in the NBA who's like, eh, we couldn't really use a guy like Danny Green. No, nope, don't need that three-point defensive playing style. Right. Nope, not quite our bag. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I, I I could see him being better. on. He could be more effective on other on other teams. Yeah. Uh, when well, you have a guy like James Harden, well, I mean, thirty-eight points. I, I, I think the jury's still out. I think they're still figuring out how to use him. I, I, I will, I will wait until the end of the season. I will say right now he does not fit the Rockets, but I will wait until the end of the season to say the Rockets are a bad fit for him. I appreciate that. I do. Right, because like he's he's a he's a very unique player, and so you gotta you gotta build a team around Russ. You can't plug Russ into an existing team and expect it to work. At least, at least right off the bat. Right. <laughs> um, this kind of brings me into something I'm kind of throwing out there. The dick of the week. Dick of the week. I think every week or every time we shoot a cast, there's there's been somebody in the in the ether who's just been kind of, you know, that just leaves a sour Mason taste. Mason Rudolph. That leaves a sour taste with wrong sport. Sour taste in your mouth. Sam, and we've already been going for... Uh... For over an hour. We don't need to be going for three hours. <laughs> dick of the week. The dick of the week? I actually have a dick of the week, and you're going to hate it. All right. It's Russell Westbrook, isn't it? Russell Westbrook, uh, because of his comments about Patrick Beverly. Okay. Uh, so were his comments about Pat Beverly. So, uh, but here's the thing. No, no, no. no. Continue to say, so, say why, what he said. So basically what Russell Westbrook said is, Everyone likes to talk about what a good defender. I'm paraphrasing this is not an exact quote. I'm not reading this anymore, but it was uh, some along the lines of everyone likes to say what a good defender Pat Beverly is, but he just runs around all the time and he never doing really, nothing. He never really guards anyone. He said doing nothing. Right. But um, to be fair, 
if I had my knee taken out. Right, no, no, no. It, it's, it's a twice. Twice. It's a one hundred percent a continuation of the beef between them. I probably wouldn't like him either. But here, here is my stat to respond to that, and this comes from Kirk Goldberry, great NBA uh, analysis. Um, so, at the top five defenders of James Harden, base, uh, right? So the way they scored this is points James Harden scores per one hundred possessions of the matchup, right? Mm-hmm. Number five, at David Nwaba, twenty three point four. So in one hundred possessions, yep, he scores twenty three point four points. Penny Smith, 21.8. Wes Matthews, 17.1. Zach Levine, 14.0. And number one at 11.1 points, Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev. Run around doing nothing. Listen, I want to be a little bit sympathetic because I get that you hate the guy. Hey, man, when he he plays defense, I would agree he does it right. But you got to admit, he was getting his ass chewed out. And I would say Pat Beverly was getting his ass chewed out by Doc Rivers. Um, for literally doing what Russ said, nothing. He was standing around in the corner, not guarding his man, just letting shit go on. He's sticking where he's sticking. All right, you're fine. And Doc Rivers calls a timeout. He's like, what are we doing? If we're not even going to fucking play, let's so, go home. So, so can I point out something? That's, that's, what, that's what you can expect when you invite a load management culture. I can see that. I, I right. What well, like at the point that at the point the Clippers last year were such a good team because they were the grit and grind. We played hard every possession time kind of team, right? And at the point your culture says, well, actually you can take games off. What do you expect to happen? Hmm. But um, yeah. Listen, no, you can, say, a good you, you can say a lot of things about Patrick Beverly. You can say he's a dick. You can say he has poor sportsmanship. You can say sometimes he plays recklessly and get injured players like Russell Westbrook. But the one thing you cannot say about the guy is he is not a good defender. <laughs> yeah, probably shouldn't. Be. And that's why Russell Westbrook's my dick of the week. <sighs> Tune in next week when Sam names Russell Westbrook again the dick <laughs> of the week. All right, so I mean, it's a reoccurring set like segment, yeah. right? It's yeah, got yeah, it's yeah, got to be I'm the same every week, unless so there's why? not going to be another dick until from now until the end of the season. We'll we'll see. Um, other proposed It'd be like Shacked and a Fool. How many people have won the Shacked and a Fool? How many people have won? <laughs> My other proposed segment is the underrated player whose jersey you would buy. It doesn't necessarily have to be underrated, but for this week, or at least the, since we shot our last cast, who a player that you, of the jersey you would buy? Now, you could say LeBron or like Giannis or somebody who's just like obvious. I already got him. I'm thinking somebody a little bit less obvious. So, so to me... I think it's got to be when I buy a jersey. It's got to be a combination of a I really like the player, and b the jersey's sweet, right? And I have one in mind, and that is since uh, Utah introduced the classic uh, the jersey with the, mountain, the, purple. With the purple mountains, uh, I would like a classic Joe Ingles jersey. Jingles all the way. That, that right there is a player whose jersey I would I might go check and de- if I get a little drunker. And in the mood for online shopping, which is a nasty habit, you shouldn't pick up drunk online shopping. <laughs> I might just buy a Purple Mountain Joe Eagles jersey, because that's a sick jersey. It's a pretty sweet jersey. It's a pretty sweet, even sweeter player. Right. I'm trying to think. Like I love Denver's rainbow ones that they have. Mm-hmm. They'll throwbacks, but there's no one on Denver who I'm really... I know. I know what underrated player, uh, player I'd want from Denver. 
He's hard to call him underrated when he's making over $20 million a year, but he's definitely a past-his-prime kind of player. Millsap. Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap. Paul, everyone forgets how good Paul Millsap was at the Hawks. He was incredible. I think he's still good on the Nuggets, and he's, he's just right. one of those like, players very, who does well. The stats don't show. He's very, stats he's very show. understated. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give my bid to... Also, I'd like to point out there that the only reason I didn't say Aaron Baines is because I recently bought an Aaron Baines Phoenix Suns jersey, and so I can't say a jersey you would buy to a jersey I've already bought. It, for me, is mine's not so much under the radar, but I'd go a I'd go a John Morant jersey. John Morant, oh dude, oh and the man. classic Vancouver jerseys, <laughs> only like one you could ones. buy, only one you could buy. Oh, those are sick fucking jerseys. All right, guys, don't don't hate me on this one. Russell Westbrook. What Russell Westbrook? Hey, back Rockets jersey. Whoa, 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 I already have it, bro. Right. Can't buy it again if you already have it. I'm gonna go with. Don't hate me. I'm telling you right now. Eric Paschal or Paschal. Yeah, Eric Paschal. He's doing great. The Warriors. He's doing great. I listen. I don't hate the Warriors anymore. That's a fact. It's hard to hate the worst team in the league. Right. Oh well, come on! You we can sit here and shit on the Knicks all day if we want to. Well, also, yeah. no, no. In all, in all seriousness, when the Cavs first played the Warriors, I didn't have a hatred for them. I had like sort of a rivalry jealousy for them. My hatred for the Warriors was one hundred percent due to Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm gonna Cause, say because I, I was, I, I've never liked Draymond Green, so Draymond it's always been the beginning was really hard. That I always thought Curry was. I love kicking like, dudes in the dick. I love Steph. Listen, I, I, will, I will give you Draymond Green, but I love Steph Curry, and I think he is. I, we can say that now when he's injured, but when we were playing him in the finals, that shit sucked. Yeah. Hated that guy. Oh, hey, hey, I just, well, just hey, watched Clay Thompson's reaction play. to the and one foul in the All-Star game. He was like, okay, now I see what everyone else is being all pissy right. about. And <laughs> when I, I, I foul Steph, and he makes three. Like, you saw it on Clay Thompson's uh, face. Like, 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 son of a bitch. He's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> this is what this is like? Right. But, yeah, my... my uh, all right, so my hatred of the Warriors was 100% dependent on Draymond and KD, and I can tolerate Draymond in the back. Yeah, he's, he's definitely grown up. Um... But yeah, so you're going with... Unless Steven Adams is on the court, then it's no mm-hmm. bar. Then it's no old bar. No It's about to grab a chair. Wait, so Sam, who did you say? For what? Your pick of the week, your player of the week, the person you, jersey you got. Oh, the Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles. I'm Ja. Ja Morant. Ja Morant. Eric Pascal. All right, let's go buy some jerseys, guys. All right. See you guys in $46. Listen, listen, I don't know if our listeners know about this or not, and I don't know if I should tell them, but I'm just going to do it. DHK, you're buying straight from the sweatshop, so if you are an ethical shopper, look otherwise. But boy, our jersey's cheap. <laughs> like, I, my uh, Aaron Baines Phoenix Suns jersey was $21. Because it's Aaron sure, Baines Phoenix Suns jersey. Sure, it took five weeks to get here. Holy shit. <laughs> but it got here. It eventually does. Well, we're mentioning to our, our, our continued tried and true recurring segment. Worth mentioning. All right, boys. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one that I'm pretty sure we all have. That's LeBron being the first player to ever get a triple-double against every team. Yep. Finally got it against the Thunder. Beat out Russell Westbrook. Didn't see that coming. I thought Russ already had it. No, because he hasn't done the Thunder. Oh, that's it. That's it. They haven't played him yet. I right. Right. That's. Uh, oh no, they did play him. It was just at the Rockets. Yeah, and he and he didn't get a triple double in it. 
But all right, so mine has to do with Carmelo Anthony being back. Everyone was talking about how Carmelo Anthony is a starter and is NBA ready. Well, he is a starter. We can't, Car- can't argue that. Right. In Carmelo Anthony's first game back, four, four of 14, five turnovers, five fouls, zero assists, negative 20 on the plus minus, and 24 minutes. Over his last 500 NBA minutes, this includes playoffs, Melo's teams are minus 13 points per 38 minutes when Melo is on the floor. Doing real good. Ooh, that stings. Let's look in on tonight. His stats... I can be I can be that bad. Right? Uh, you you'd be worse. Minus 13 per 48, you'd be worse. I think I I could give more effort on defense. You can't Yeah, I'm a little undersized, but I can give more effort on defense. So tonight, I can jack up. Listen, I'll, I'll own it. I could not play 25 minutes of an NBA game. I get winded. Those guys are way better athletes than everyone in this room. He's got tonight. He's let's see here. He's got 10 points, one assist, two rebounds, two turnovers, made three shots. Uh, so he's three for six, or sorry, uh, three for nine right now. With two, he's, he's not doing great. I mean, what's he's, plus minus? He's still getting into it. He's still, getting into it. Right. Um, still getting back on the swing. Thanks. I've got I've got an interesting one here. I saw an article on ESPN. So Mike Conley has gone his entire career without getting a technical foul. Impressive. Now there was one incident in Utah, ironically, that he almost got a technical foul, was given one in game, but then was taken away by the NBA. So now his teammates, Joe, Joe Ingles and Donna Mitchell, are trying to get him to get a technical foul this season. That's fine. I, also in this article was the list of the top six most technical fouls for per players since 2007-2008. Who do you guys – every single person on this list is techni- is on a roster. Durant's up there. Who is the number one? Either I'm going to say Durant or – since 07-08, so this would have been what? Chris Paul. Chris Paul is sixth on the list at 102. What's, where's Durant at? Not in the top six. Wow. Was Durant not on there? No. Yeah. It's because he's in the middle of Top um, six, number one, Dwight Howard at 131. Okay. DeMarcus Cousins, 122. Oh, I forgot about him. Russell yeah. Westbrook is 118. Carmelo Anthony is 112, and Blake Griffin is also at 102. Blake Griffin, wow, I really didn't see. For most technical since 2008, and Mike Conley doesn't have a technical in his career so far. (laughs) And the the Jazz are going to try their hardest to get him a technical (laughs) foul. Sounds like. So here's a worth mentioning. We're watching the halftime of TNT. Is that what this is? You got Charles Barkley on all fours with some sort of vine on his head, and then. Ernie Johnson getting on his back, and they're putting some sort of vine on the back of Ernie Johnson. Then up, oh, no! Now Shaq's getting on Charles Barkley, and eventually There's they're going to put a goat on the top. <laughs> this is ridiculous. you got people around holding goats and shepherd staffs, and eventually they're going to stack a goat. No, nope, maybe people are standing up. Charles, Charles got Shaq on his back and said, fuck this. He's like, guys, guys. We're watching this without sound because we don't want you guys to hear the sound of the game, and this is very confusing. Uh, this is... Emmy, Emmy nominated TV right here. Not even lying. They, yeah. they may have won an Emmy, yeah, too. This is Emmy winning TV right here. Oh my God. NBA on TNT won an Emmy for sportscasts. Um, I've got it worth mentioning. Uh, 
Shout out to the city by the bay for having better weather than the Minnes- than Minnesota. Because that's one of the only reasons, or one of the big reasons, I yeah. should say, that D'Angelo Russell went to Golden State over the Timberwolves. You think? I, I know, because he no, said. He came out and said it. He came out and said and weather was a big part of me choosing the Warriors over the Wolves. Which yeah. I understand you can't say it's a whole thing. The guy went to Ohio State. He knows what shitty weather It's like, yeah, it's not Minnesota right. shitty, but he knows what shitty weather's like. He went to New York, and he's like, the first winter in New York was tough. I, I, I... I feel for. I agree with the Angel. Listen, think about your career, right? Yeah. And you have two job opportunities that are going to pay the exact same, but one's in San Francisco and one is in uh, Minnesota. And let's assume it makes so much that cost of living sort of irrelevant, right? Because like, in our clearly, there's a difference between Minnesota and San Fran. Right. Uh, probably about the same, right? I get it. All right. He did also live in L.A. for a while with the Lakers. I wouldn't mind living in Minnesota though, but I also, buddy, good. Good luck on you. You're also a Bucks fan. Um, yeah, but that's Milwaukee. Uh, I live in Milwaukee. Um, so, here's a fun one. Philadelphia 76ers are undefeated game for Ben Simmons in three. Oh, that does bring up one point that I had again about the Sixers. Uh, they got some issues. Uh, Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson are not shooting well. And those were supposed to be their shooters. Yeah. And I and I think they're underutilizing Al Horford. I don't think they're playing Al Horford the way they should be. I and I was on the team. And I mean, this team was built to stop Giannis, and you can do nothing to convince me of that otherwise. And what they went out and they signed Horford, the one guy who was able to really stop and beat in the playoffs, and they signed him. And this team is is built to beat the Bucks' size. But as if they've been had some ugly games where they don't score a lot of points, and I think unless Ben Simmons makes this three point shot and making it a thing where they have a point guard and a threat, they're going to continue to have these issues, especially if Richardson and Harris can't I, shoot. Because I, I think Harris and Richardson can because you don't have JJ Redick and in a slump last year when they needed a bucket, they ran pick and roll ball screen with JJ Redick and Joel Embiid. That's what they ran when they needed the bucket. It was that, or it was Jimmy Butler ISO. Yeah. That's what they did, and right now they have neither of those two things. So I, I think that's just something to watch and see how the Sixers overcome. Because, yeah, they'll, they'll bully ball and out-rebound and beat up anyone on the inside. That's clear. But it's a shooter's league. It's a shooter's league. Speaking of shooters, or rather preventers of shooting, that would be an okay transition, right? We're going to roll with it. I don't know where you're going, so I don't know. Anthony Davis is allowing 29.8% shooting within six feet this season. He's leading the league in blocks. Uh, Which is pretty damn low when you consider that the reigning defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, is allowing 51.6. DPOY? Yeah. Um... So... Possibly? uh, And, sorry, you might be thinking, well, maybe he's having an off year. Well, you know, last year and the year before... He was allowing 51.9% around that, that same arc. And that's when he won his defense player of the year. Exactly. So um, I have one thing to add on to that is I've been hearing a lot of chatter um, of Carl Anthony Towns for defense player of the year. And I want to let you know, I don't, I'm not looking at the stats, so I can't read it exactly to you. But the um, Minnesota Timberwolves allow... 105 points per possession with Carl Anthony Towns on the court and 104 points per possession with him 
off the court. So they're better defensively with him out. So you I, cannot I win can, a DPOY with I that. Cannot, I cannot hear a serious argument about Carl Hayton for defense player of the year. It can't happen. We're going into the next one. Uh, my, my worth mentioning is uh, Josh Jackson in the G League right now. Doing okay. About 19.3 points per game, 8.5 rebounds per game, 4.5 assists on 48% field goal, and 58% three-point percentage. And Memphis doesn't want anything to do with him. I mean, yet. He's been performing really well right now, and he might continue to do so. So he might be able to come back and build his confidence. But I think... You get a little big for yourself, and you go to a shit market team like the Suns were, were, mm-hmm. are, and you're just like, I'm, I'm king shit. I can't, I can do no wrong. Put up points or not, whatever. And he, I, I, he I needed think. a rude awakening. So hopefully, he can come back and be a productive member of the NBA. That's what my hopes are. You also don't like him because he did give weed to his kid, which. After remembering that, I do also have. That. I was gonna say, it's like you should also not like. I also kind of, I kind of forgot about that for a minute, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was I like to see the good in people. What can I say? <laughs> All right. Anyone got anything else? Nah, I'm, I'm fresh out. Well, that sounds good to me. All right. Well, that's been a fun podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace.